I'm Justin Lesko, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. Conor McGregor just took ownership of a Lamborghini yacht. I didn't know that was a thing. Did you know that was a thing? Like him, love him, or hate him, Conor McGregor is the most popular UFC fighter of all time. And he's not just the highest paid fighter ever. This year, he's the highest paid athlete of any sport in the world. How did he go from plumber's apprentice on welfare to living a life that 99.9999% of people will never get to experience? Well, we can trace the money back from Lamborghini yachts to whiskey to one man in particular, Floyd Money Mayweather. Why did Conor McGregor fight Floyd Mayweather? Was the fight as close as Conor fanboys want you to think it was? How did August 27th, 2017 forever change the UFC? Now, I probably won't ever get a Lamborghini yacht. Also, you probably won't ever get a Lamborghini yacht, but that doesn't mean you can't look as good as someone who has one. When you visit epicrollbjj.com and use the coupon code PODCAST15, you can take 15% off of rash guards, t-shirts, skis, hoodies, joggers, artwork, anything you could ever want related to jujitsu, Epic Roll has you covered. You can give them a follow on Instagram at Epic Roll BJJ. If you're a grappler, you should be wearing grappling apparel that was designed specifically for grapplers. And that's exactly what Epic Roll is. EpicRollBJJ.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Now let's look at Connor versus Floyd and what it did to the UFC. Welcome to That Jiu Jitsu Podcast. Conor McGregor made his UFC debut in 2013 and he hit the ground running. He quickly grew in popularity through his very impressive performances and his charisma on the mic. Within just a few fights, it was people tuning in to either watch him get demolished because they really, really hated him or to watch him put on a highlight reel KO and demolish someone else. He relentlessly pursued and antagonized Jose Aldo, who was then considered the greatest featherweight of all time. and probably pretty high up there on the pound for pound list. When they finally fought, Connor knocked him out in 13 seconds. In 2016, Connor had a super fight with then lightweight champion Eddie Alvarez, and he put on what some would consider the greatest performance ever in a UFC title fight, and he became the first fighter ever to be a champion in two divisions simultaneously. So that's where Connor is in 2017. Floyd at this point had already retired. Well, he had actually already retired twice because he retired, came back for a fight, retired again. Floyd was, and by all accounts still is, a very rich man. According to Forbes, Floyd was the highest paid athlete in the 2010s, ranking in a cumulative $915 million. That's a lot of money. There's always been speculation that Floyd would spend money as quickly as he earned it, and every time Floyd fought, it was just because the coffers had run dry and he needed to fill them back up. Speculation is just speculation, but Floyd does love to spend. He was 49-0 at this time and considered one of the best to ever do it, if not the best. Conor McGregor did an interview with Esquire magazine in 2015 and he said, quote, I don't look at a man who's an expert in one area as a specialist. I look at him as a rookie in 10 other areas. If you can box, what happens if I grab hold of your legs? If you put me face to face with Floyd Mayweather, pound for pound boxing's best. If I fought Floyd, I would kill him in less than 30 seconds. It would take me less than 30 seconds to wrap around him like a boa constrictor and strangle him. Which, you know, it's 100% true. Boxers win boxing matches and fighters win fights. 
But but that was it. That was the spark. Connor was praising Floyd as the best boxer ever, but all anyone could focus on was I would kill him in less than 30 seconds. So after that interview, we had two years of subtle shit talking back and forth, and then there were rumors that the fight was going to happen, then it was no way it ever happens, then sort of by surprise, Mayweather makes this post on social media. It's official. The fight is on. They went on this big world tour doing press conferences, and they were fun at times. There were funny moments like Connor miming, slapping Floyd on top of the head. There were strange moments where Connor was sitting down and Floyd made it rain with a bunch of money on him while Connor was wearing this weird fur with no shirt. And then there were really, really strange moments where Connor did this weird hump kind of dance while also not wearing a shirt, but still wearing a fur coat. It was good theater. And by the time the fight rolled around, people were, people were intrigued. Can the biggest star in MMA who happens to have zero pro boxing experience take out the potential greatest boxer of all time who currently has a 49-0 record? Well, as previously stated, boxers win boxing matches and fighters win fights. And this was a boxing match. The fight started and it was the Conor McGregor show early. Conor was the aggressor with Floyd playing more defensively. We got some Conor showmanship, like when he put his hands behind his back. But it seemed early on like the strategy for Floyd was to let Connor punch himself out. From a scoring perspective, you'd have to give the early rounds to Connor as he was the one landing most of the shots that connected. Mayweather started moving better and finding his old rhythm towards rounds five, six, seven-ish. And as Floyd was getting going, you could see Connor was starting to breathe heavy. By rounds eight and nine, Connor looked gassed and Floyd was pursuing him and landing big shots. And in round 10, Floyd put an exhausted Connor to the ropes, unloaded on him, and the ref jumped in and stopped the fight. Would you characterize this as a come from behind win by Mayweather, or would you say he was just letting Connor tire himself out? Did Connor really hold his own, or did Floyd carry him so that the fans would get their money's worth? Maybe a little of this, a little of that, a little column A, a little column B. I think Connor not being a boxer posed some weird challenges for Mayweather, and it took Floyd a bit to adjust to his very strange style. But I can also see the argument that Floyd was just letting Connor put his show on before taking him out. Either way you look at it, Floyd won, Connor lost. No shame in losing to the best to ever do it under his rule set. The biggest takeaway from this fight was money. The exact paychecks are a little murky. There's all kinds of estimates about how much each made, but most articles you read say that Mayweather was guaranteed to make $100 million, while McGregor was guaranteed to make $30 million. Mayweather Promotions was a co-promoter of the fight, so Mayweather reportedly made an extra $175 million once the total revenue was tallied, bringing his total to $275 million for one fight. McGregor told Forbes that he brought in somewhere around $100 million once everything was counted. The keywords in that last sentence being McGregor told Forbes, so there's no way of knowing how accurate that statement is. Regardless of the official amount, it was easily the largest guaranteed amount McGregor had ever seen as he'd never made more than $10 million in any of his UFC fights. And this is where we get into how Conor ruined the UFC. And maybe ruined is a heavy word, but let's just take a look at the numbers. Connor was at the time of this fight, and still is, the biggest star in the UFC. 
And $10 million is still life-changing money. But for a UFC fighter, that level of pay is very hard to come by. Ronda Rousey, perhaps the first MMA fighter to cross into mainstream popularity, her highest disclosed payday was just over $3 million. GSP is one of the biggest UFC stars ever. His highest disclosed pay was about $2.5 million when he beat Michael Bisbing. John Jones was, is another huge star. His highest disclosed payday never cracked 600k. Connor is obviously head and shoulders above every other fighter on the UFC roster. Even if we assume the lowest estimate of what Connor made for fighting Floyd, Connor McGregor made more than three times his pay for one boxing fight. Connor's whiskey brand, Proper Number 12, was founded in 2018, riding off the high of the Mayweather fight and more money than he probably knew what to do with. He launched his own whiskey brand. Backed by his heavy endorsement, the brand really blew up, and in April of 2021, the majority ownership in the brand was sold for $600 million. Not all of that is going directly to Connor, obviously, but some estimates I've seen say Connor doubled his $120 million net worth with that sale. Just don't tell him that you didn't like the whiskey, but we'll get there. Was Connor making enough from the UFC alone to start a whiskey brand? Yeah, probably. And we don't know how much he used for startup cash initially, but I'd assume that he put a lot more down after the Mayweather fight than he would have if that fight never happened. And the Mayweather fight launched an already popular McGregor into the mainstream. After this fight, if you ask any person who doesn't watch MMA to name a UFC fighter, they will 100% say Connor. As for Connor's MMA career, it hasn't been great since the fight with Mayweather, and his personal life has had some, we'll call them, issues as well. In April 2018, Connor infamously threw a dolly at a bus that Khabib was on during media day for UFC 223 in Brooklyn. Connor and Khabib fought later that year, and after tapping Connor to win the fight, Khabib jumped out of the cage to attack Dylan Danis, which I can't say I blame him there. Dylan Danis was in Connor's corner, and Khabib's entourage, slash, I think it was his cousin, jumped into the cage, and there was a big melee and a brawl. Side note, no one seems to care that Khabib did that. No one seems to care he jumped out of the cage to attack the corner of his opponent. And I can't imagine any other fighter would get a pass on that. I know people love Khabib, but no one cares. And it's always confused me why. But side note, back to what we're talking about. In 2019, the New York Times reported that Conor McGregor was under investigation by the Irish police following allegations of a sexual assault on a woman in a Dublin hotel in December of 2018. There was another allegation of sexual assault reported in October 2019. However, in January of 2021, prosecutors declined to prosecute McGregor. In March of 2019, Connor was arrested in Miami after he grabbed a man's phone and smashed it to the ground. In August of 2019, Connor punched an elderly man in a pub after the man declined Connor's offer of a glass of his proper 12 whiskey. That's why my joke from a few minutes ago was funny. It's always good to explain your jokes. In September 2020, Connor was arrested in Corsica on suspicion of attempted sexual assault, but he was released without charge. Connor fought Donald Cowboy Cerrone and won in 2020 after a two year layoff from fighting, and then he lost to Dustin Poirier twice this year, 2021. So, just a quick recap Connor has only won one time since the Mayweather fight, and he's lost three fights. But despite his lack of sporting success, he was the highest paid athlete in all sports in 2021, according to Forbes. 
And the issue of fighter pay has been a big talking point for a long time with the UFC, with the UFC always maintaining that their athletes are paid well, but I don't think many people agree with that. It's hard to see a guy like Connor with a questionable personal life and a lack of recent success in the cage, making so much more money than everyone else in the sport. For example, the lowest paid fighter on the card that Connor and Dustin just fought on was Jerome Rivera, and he made a disclosed $14,500. Connor made $5 million. Now, yes, I am aware that people are not tuning in to watch Mr. Rivera, they are tuning in to watch Connor. But $14,500 for months of training and paying your coaches and all the expenses that come with being a professional athlete, that's not a lot. A big narrative following Connor since the Floyd fight is why are you fighting? Why is a guy worth hundreds of millions fighting for $5 million? Did extravagant wealth cost him a little bit of his fire, his motivation? Possibly, the Floyd fight may have taken from us the biggest star we've ever seen. Pre-Floyd Connor was on a tear. He won 17 of 18, and that one loss to Nate Diaz, he came back two months later and he avenged that defeat. Post-Floyd, Connor has one win in four attempts. Another consequence of the Floyd fight, and to an extent the double champ fight with Eddie Alvarez, is the logjam that it created. For the featherweight division, Connor had won the belt from Aldo in December of 2015, then fought Nate twice in 2016, then fought and beat Alvarez in November of 2016. After the Alvarez fight, the UFC stripped him of the featherweight title due to inactivity. Connor had won the featherweight title, then fought three fights outside of that division, and he showed no intention of going back down to 45, and there were contenders who deserved shots to face the champion that were forced to just wait around. The UFC already had Jose Aldo fight Frankie Edgar in July 2016 at UFC 200 for an interim featherweight title, so the writing was sort of on the wall that Connor was not going to be coming back to featherweight for a long time. As for life, Lightweight, Connor was stripped of that belt too. After the events of UFC 223, the one where he threw the dolly at the bus, Khabib was crowned undisputed lightweight champ and Connor was stripped. So prior to UFC 223, the lightweight division was jammed up without a champion from November 2016 to April 2018. And this also feeds into one of the biggest knocks on Connor the fact that Despite being a double champion, he's never once defended a title. I personally miss Contender Connor. He was fun to watch, he was beating everybody, and the highlight reel just kept getting longer and longer and longer. His whole shtick wasn't focused on, look how much money I have. Now, the sport's highest paid star just isn't an enjoyable character to have around. I mean, he just lost to Dustin Poirier and was yelling that he was gonna have him killed in his sleep, so that's not the best. If the Floyd Mayweather fight never happened, I still think Connor would have launched to the mainstream. He was just that charismatic, and he was just winning so impressively. He still would have been the biggest star in MMA, and one of the biggest celebrities in the sporting world. And in that reality, the one without Connor versus Floyd, the sport's biggest star may have also been its biggest talent. But as it stands right now, we have a weird financial imbalance between the UFC, the best fighters in the world, and a guy making way more money than I'd argue he should. A guy whose prime we probably missed out on because he was off getting a huge payday. And I'm by no means faulting him for getting that payday, he shouldn't turn down potentially $100 million just because we want to watch him fight MMA instead. But with that being said, Connor only fought three MMA fights from November 2016 to January 2020. 
arguably the years he should have been in his prime. Maybe Connor comes back after this most recent loss to Poirier and he goes on another run. Maybe he works his way back to title contention. Maybe he fights for five more years and we see the old Connor again. I'm not holding my breath. But maybe if there was no Floyd fight, Connor would still be on the tear that he was on before he fought Floyd. So it's not your fault, Floyd, but it kind of is. I hope you enjoyed this look at Conor McGregor and his impact on the UFC. If you did, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Make sure you check out Epic Roll at epicrollbjj.com and use the coupon code PODCAST15 to take 15% off your order. Thanks so much. I'll see everybody in the next episode.